You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me and this is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast, and today I'm excited. What? We have, like, for me, he's a legend. But he's an actor of one of my favorite movies of all time, Starship Troopers. Yes, folks, I love the hell out of that movie. And now he is back. He is on Popcorn Flicks, and he has a dope new show called Salvage Marines. All right, this is going to drop on the 28th. So we're going to learn all about that from Casper and one of his co-stars, Jenny Wengo. Look at these legends right here. Woo! Welcome, welcome, one and all. I, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to have you here. We're so to be here. Let me just say, folks, you do not know what you guys are in for. I have the honor of checking out the first two episodes in advance. And let me tell you, you are in for a hell of a treat and ride. All right? So let's get into it. Let's get into it, kiddo. So uh, let me start with uh, Casper. Um, Real quickly, tell us uh, a bit about what is Salvage Marines and the inspiration uh, behind you, doing a show of this. Okay, Salvage Marines is, uh, it's based off of a book series by Sean Michael Argo, um, and then a script that was written by him and Raphael Jordan. Uh, and, and obviously they were both Starship Troopers fans because there's a lot of references to Starship Troopers. Well, and some people- You ain't lying, son. You're not lying. I was I like, oh, it reminds me so much, but it's so different at the same time, but a lot of little nods to it. There's a, there's a lot of difference. There's people getting, uh, there's people getting angry, uh, and, oh, it's, there's somebody in the background. Woo. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, 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 a, there's a, go ahead. That was my dad. He just made his YouTube debut, apparently. All right. <laughs> I love, love Pops. It. That's great. Dad's on. All right. He's part Our of the Our cat does that. Our cat. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, Everybody, everybody has to join up though for this one because we're born with life debt. So they, the only way to get out of life debt, you get, you get handed your debt from your parents and your grandparents and then any student loans you get. So it just gets worse and worse and nobody can ever get out of it. The only way to maybe get out of it is to join the salvage Marines. But there's an 80% mortality rate and then there's a wounded part that's like 78 to 88% will get wounded and they'll, they'll have a new arm and they'll have to be even more in debt. So it, 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 there's, there's a wait a minute. Of- you get hurt in service and they expect you to pay for your own repairs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it kind of is like a broken healthcare system. Ba-dum. <laughs> Ooh. I wonder where there's meant, where, where one of those is. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Don't know. Can't think it. It's got to only be in sci-fi, right? Right, 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 right. right. They were talking so, about Comic Con how a lot of the themes that you see, like from Starship Troopers and from those older series, have come to pass now. So we're just like, this is a, so close to being reality. Uh, it's, with, it's very scary. Yeah, yeah it is. It's pretty that, scary. That, that whole concept is scary because you know millions of people are in debt nowadays. So you know, I think you might give the government an idea here. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might already have it. <laughs> oh man, don't tell me that, man. They're gonna recruit my ass real quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm digging it so much. So, uh, I'll, I'll go with Jen now. So, what was like the the talk talk? You know, pre before the show even got developed. Like, how was that those discussions like before you jumped in? Was this something you were aware of, Jen? You know, did, did you even enjoy sci-fi and, and just jumped on board? Because I've, I've seen your cosplay too, y'all. You awesome. <laughs> Um, Yeah, I mean, I've always been a big fan of sci-fi. I loved Star Wars growing up. Um, And I and of course, fantasy, Lord of the Rings. Um, My family, we were real big into that, real big into the old Star Trek. Um, Definitely loved Flash Gordon a little too much. Um, So just all of this added up to a major love for sci-fi. And then I ended up marrying a sci-fi hunk. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What, what's the story behind the romance? Hey. Yeah, actually, we did a sci-fi channel movie that we oh, were okay. both on, but we didn't talk really on it. All and right. then when we were promoting the film, I'm like, hey, how's your wife and kids? He's like, my wife left me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> and then uh, from there, we just started chatting and uh, really hit it off. 
Nice. My nerd, the nerd in me acknowledged the nerd in him, and then here we are in this nerd relationship. Yeah. Yay! Nerd relationships are the best. <laughs> this is what she looked like. Uh, Epa, yeah. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. That's, that's hey. at Com- I was at Comic Con, yeah. so there you go. That's uh, that's <laughs> what she was wearing, and uh, that's the day I met her, and it's still on my phone. Yeah. Oh. Oh, really? You're like, oh, oh, I love Wonder Woman. Next thing you know. Oh yeah. Like, getting his Mac on. Time me up with that lasso you got there, lady. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. It's all right. Yo, why not? Yeah, y'all marry. I could say that. It's okay, folks. Let's get offended out there. All right. Yeah, he keeps so, saying in these interviews, I slept with my co-star. And I'm like, would you please stop saying that? <laughs> That's hysterical. I love it. That goes to show that you guys have a grace of this humor, though. That, you know, yeah. And I'm going to be the uh, this power couple now when oh, people yeah. get uh, their eyes on this. So talk about the filming. Like, where did you guys film? You know, what what was that set like? Go ahead. Well, we filmed in the Louisiana Swamp Summer. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> my God. With those suits on? <laughs> Not able to breathe. No, because you had to hold it up like this to breathe because the mask. Only was, breathe through the bottom. It was steampunked and it was painted. So everything was shut. So it was just, and it was black. So you're, or gray, dark gray. So you're getting uh, just the heat just compounding on you. Yeah, just, I was so curious because I was like, yo, where are they filming from? Because I hope it's not hot under those uniforms, huh? <laughs> it was hot. And, and it, he gets hot if it's 70 degrees. And inside uh, those uniforms, it had to be 130 degrees. Uh, I would have passed out. Because <laughs> it's like 100 outside. And then you get all the gear on. Oh, my gosh. I want to ask, uh, you know, uh, uh, this, this, the suit designers, because uh, the, the Reapers, you know, Savage Marines folks, they're also called Reapers. Those suits remind me of the Cobra Bat uniforms. I don't know if you remember that, uh-huh. that cartoon. But the, uh, the, the mask and the helmet, the, the design of it is very yeah, Cobra yeah, Bat-ish. You're right. I, I do know, I, I don't know if the director used that at all as a reference. I do know that he was a huge Boba Fett fan. This is before the, oh. they were making the Boba Fett or yeah. the Mandalorian. Before they were doing that, he was a huge Boba Fett fan. And I think he was trying to do something similar, but more steampunk. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, this series, how how many episodes is this going to run this season one? Because I know that the series of books is six, right? There's, yeah, six episodes. There's six know. episodes, but there's six more written. We just haven't filmed them. And and the the book series can go on. There's There's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of stories in those book series that we just we just touched on. That's all. Ah, gotcha. So, um, are you planning to go in the chronological order of the book series to tell the story of Samuel? You know, Samuel. Uh, that's not what they went. They we we kind of just like they went with the characters, which was interesting for me. They really went with who the relationships between the characters, which is far. It's it's always compelling for me, and the, the thing that I'm most interested in is when I see real relationships and what people have to go through in the struggle. That is always, you know, that's always storytelling for me. That's the real thing, and and they they went off of that. The yeah. book series, if they follow some of it, like there's one book that's mainly Jada, and she's the lead of it, and Sam has a small part in it, but okay. he's not. So the I don't think are, they'll ever do that. I don't think they'll ever. <laughs> I don't think that they they like having all the different stories and the it's easier. Ensemble cast. Yeah, it's, since we're an ensemble. It's a lot easier to um, get more bang for your buck whenever there's this many main characters. <laughs> Well, I could, yeah, it was wonderful because uh, I remember the first episode, uh, you, you guys in the mess hall, if you will, you know, had that moment where you try to basically, okay, let's just go to know each other, you know, because, you know, because Casper's uh, and, and his best friend are, you know, let me not use the O word, but more mature. Here's the O word, we're the old men. And he, and he, he, he even says that in there, he goes, okay, let's cut to the elephant in the room. We're old. Right. We've lived our life. And we're all gonna die, and you guys didn't, you know. So yeah. it's like basically. Yeah, I mean, what a thing to show off! You're like, okay, you know what? I lived a little bit more than you guys, so you know what? I'm better. Ew, <laughs> the ego, like, oh my god, you're gonna. I would get so mad, like bastard. Yeah, I <laughs> loved it. I loved. It. I thought it was funny. I thought yeah. it was just a great. It was a trip. Up. Yeah, the okay. shower scenes too made me think about Star. That made me think so much about Starship Troopers. That one scene, I was like. Whoa, okay. Definitely had to throw that in, when, and it was a competition on set between the guys. They all were like so strict on their diet and their workouts. 
Uh, so Cass, but you, you had you, not, you didn't have a six pack. You had to get the eight pack to show up. Yeah, right? yeah, I was in shape. I was in pretty good shape there. Uh, I, was, I was enjoying that. I was enjoying it because all those young guys in there, and I was like trying to be, you know, showing that the old, uh, there is some old man strength still left in this man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. preach, preach. Yeah, yeah look at this. You know what I mean? Come on now. It. I Epa, folks, you see that? Uh oh, dangerous, danger alert there, folks. <laughs> Oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. So, um, <laughs> why popcorn flicks? Because you know I, I didn't really hear about popcorn flicks prior. So you know, talk to us about popcorn flicks and, and presenting the, the, this wonderful new show to them. Yeah, popcorn flicks. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're going to release on July twenty eighth all all six episodes. Oh, and one. Oh, yeah, I get to watch the other four. <laughs> yeah, and and it's going to be for free. Now, I free? Know, yeah, I don't know how they make money, uh, but that's not on me. So the, the thing is, you're born with debt in this, in, in, the, in the series, but you won't go into debt for watching Salvage Marines on Popcorn Flicks for free. Exactly. So what that means is so the director and them will be possibly, you know, paying off a debt somewhere. <laughs> Somebody's going to be paying it off. But Popcorn Flicks, we're so excited. They got, they're owned by Chicken Soup of the Soul and Crackle, and they're, they're oh. a great company. But they did just like, they got, the thing that's beautiful is they got Salvage Marines. And they're like, this is our show. We want this. So they took it and they're promoting it and they're getting it out to the press people, the, the people that, that do love it. Uh, I know they're getting it out to them because so far all the press has been so kind and uh, it's been so nice because it's, it's nice when you really believe in something and then you have a company that comes in afterwards, afterwards and now believes in it. And they hope for a season two. And if it does, it will be with them and they're just, they're just a, a gem. I, th- I think we're going to get several seasons. Oh, uh, I hope so. Your lips again, it was, it was, well, again, we got to manifest things so I can really yeah. believe in that. So when you, you speak it onto the world, it shall become. Yeah, but well, we'll have to suit you up if we get it. We'll have to suit I'm you ready. up. I'm ready. There you I, go. I, I landed my first movie role this year, a small bit doing, doing something. So like, I'm ready. Somebody, right. uh, what was it? Uh, Corey Black himself also told me, like, Al, you look like a villain. You should be a villain. There you go. Well, I, you know, you could be anything in this world because we're all equal. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, gay, straight. It doesn't matter. We're all equal. We're all born with life debt, and we're all in this together. And that's what I liked about this, too, because it's not – there's nothing There's nothing about race or identity or anything in this because it doesn't – it just doesn't matter. We're it doesn't all pertain 100. to the story. The story is the way Peter Shinkoda said it that I just loved was he said, your main focus is look to the right, look to the left you're trying to survive. That's it. You're surviving the day. So when we're all with that same common denominator, we're all there together, helping the person to, to your side, whatever side. Uh, you're on mute. I'm sorry. So yeah. I really dug it. There was a part of, you know, you know, where the character Sam really did the Rico in that first episode when he was like, no Marines have we left behind. I was like, Oh man, throwback again, son. Another throwback. <laughs> yeah, there were some good ones in that. And there was actually some people that had some lines from Starship Troopers that I thought, wow, that's amazing because that's, that's a line that I said. But now somebody else was saying it in this. And that was, that was kind of fun for me. Yeah, I, I really was really digging it. You know, you guys did create an amazing overall cast. Because, I mean, when you guys got recruited and, you know, how, how he was talking to you, I'm like, wow, that's a Joe Sargent for Full Metal Jacket. Minus the curse words. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Lee Ermey, like that, yeah. Kevin Porter's a dear friend of ours, a really, and he's six, yeah, he's six foot six. And so he's, uh, Oh, okay. So it wasn't just a camera angle. He really is talking. I was like, damn, that is the huge dudes, huh? Yeah. He's big. And Imago is like six, seven. Yeah. Imago was even bigger. So having having David, uh, be David Walters and, uh, Kevin on set, it was always like, yeah. So you guys got neck pain, I guess, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just sit on Apple boxes next to them. <laughs> now, I also want to know, because uh, the training scenes, I mean, how difficult were those to do? Because you guys were running around. You're telling me that's Louis, the Louisiana Heat, and you're, you're like on some army joint. Just how, how long were those takes like? And how exhausted were you guys by the end of the day? It, it was exhausting. And it rained that one day. And so part of it, we were soaking wet. On the ground, crawling. Crawling and then crawling up over the thing. So we're soaking wet. And these, these uniforms then just compounded all the water. So everything was heavier. And 
And we're like, we're working. It was just, it was painful. I don't, I, let the real guys go through in the military for what they have to do. I, I applaud them and everything like that. But for us, for our boot camp that we had to do, and then also the boot camp in the film, it was just, it was hard. So it's a double boot camp, some training, and then doing it during the, oh man. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, but no pain, no gain, baby. Yeah, you have to do the pain. <laughs> yeah. I would see these guys working out who were military and they would always wear these giant vests. I was like, I think I wouldn't train with that if I happened to carry. But it definitely helps to get used to carrying that extra weight if you're going to put all that gear on. Yeah. Have you done that prior, Jen? Like, you know, on that type? No. So no. how did you feel? I mean, were you overwhelmed when, you know, going you through know, that experience? Go- going into it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rock this. And then like five minutes in, I was like, I'm really out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> I feel my age. <laughs> yes. I really thought I was going to rock it. And then I-, I went to climb the rope and went, okay, I don't go up. <laughs> she did <laughs> rock it. We even we had this one day, which was amazing, um, that's going to be in a future episode, where we're ju- running through these sand dunes and jumping and running over and going. And we didn't have stunt doubles. We had our one friend, Ashley Nunez. Who's, who's actually here. I had a stunt double, she, Nicole Redinger. She's she's running and jumping and doing all this, but she was the fastest, and we're all trying to catch up to her. And then we worked that day. That was so hot. It was 110 degrees, running up and down these sand dunes. So it's all sand dunes. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted, and the director goes, one last shot, Jenny. Jenny had to run up the mountain. There was a mountain, the tallest sand dune there. I mean, and it's a mountain. And then she had to... She had to climb up it and then run down and With jump my into, gun in ready position and, and oh. jump into the trench and everything. And she did it. And I was like, Oh my God. And they go, can we do it again? And I was like, oh, what? No. <laughs> we do it again. She did it three times. And her dad just turns to me. He was in his uniform. He came and played a, a, a reaper for a day. And oh, he, he went, she's amazing. And I go, yeah, she is. He goes, I can't do that. I go, neither can I, man. I'm done. I was spending after today. But I need to know that. That's a, I'm that's, sorry. I said, I just imagine when I'm in that doing that, I'm like, gosh, like this is me. Like, okay, I just got to get the shot. Like other, these military people who this is really, really real for their end of the day. Sometimes they do have to joke, like jump and do these horrible, crazy things at the end of their day. And I, I just, it gave me a lot of, even more respect. I've always had respect for the military. My dad's retired Navy and his dad's retired Navy. Wow. And um, we just okay. have a lot of military in our family. And it gave me an even more, even new respect for what they do. A whole new appreciation for daddy. Like, damn, pops. Yeah. <laughs> so is that why you came on the road? Let me pay you back. Here, let me give you a little sign. Did he ever do a movie before? Or that was his first no. time shooting up? That yeah. was my dad's first time, and he said he was going to come out because he said, the only thing I really miss about the Navy is marching. Can I do some marching? And I was like, yeah, come on. We, had, we, marched, him at, we marched him around. <laughs> oh, man. I hope your father-in-law still loves you after abusing him. On the, on he, the does, side, he does. He does. <laughs> like, Season two, let's go. He's like, I'm ready to be a star. <laughs> awesome. There you go. So he's, he's going to keep being a reaper, apparently, folks. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm really digging this. I'm really digging this because this is dropping again, folks, June 28th. Yes. And my dad. July, July 28th. July 28th. July 28th. My dad played a Reaper, but his nephew played young him. Yeah, my young, uh, my my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do like a live stream on Thursday with some of us watching it here. Some of the cast from here. And then some of the cast will be in LA doing a live stream and one up in Canada will be doing a live stream. So we're going to do a live stream with the first viewing of it too. Oh, cool. So y'all going to watch all six episodes at once? Yeah, I think so. We're going to try. Is. We're gonna try. Oh, he is for sure. He's like, I, I rented the whole day. I got my foot rest up. Let's see. Yeah, Let's yeah. see how I look. <laughs> I actually, okay. we, we, we watched a rough, cop, uh, a rough, rough cut. cut of this, and we really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was it. nice, too, because I, I don't always watch what I'm in. I don't always yeah. do that, and sometimes it's hard and stuff like that. But I, I watched this, and I liked it, and I thought all my – Friends and actors did a really great job, so I was really, I was really impressed with them. Damn, brother. I mean, because again, wait till you guys get through the first episode, introductions and all, and start seeing the beauty of, of the, uh, of the special effects. I mean, how uh, did you guys have uh, see any of the special effects even being created? You know, no, nah? because that was well done as well. The the, the spaceships, oh. the the suits, the shooting. You know, the, the no, not over exaggerated blood splatter, something that looked more authentic. So yeah. I, that, that's what I'm seeing. I, I was looking at those little things. I said, great, no, no super exaggeration. 
I, I really dug it, man. Really dug yeah. it. Yeah, it, like, it, hmm? they went a lot of old, they went as old school as they could and try to bring it back because they were trying to pay respects to the, you know, like the original series, original sci-fi series to try to give us, you know, like, cause that's why I'm a fan. And that's why I became a fan is because of them. And they're trying to do a throwback to this. And I, I think that, uh, it, it they pulled it off. We'll see if everybody believes it or not, but it, it really feels like that and has the potential of being something I think really special. I think it will be very special because again, it's free. You're getting six episodes free. It's dropping July 28th of Popcorn Flicks. Let me say it again. Free, folks. You know what I mean? While Netflix be dropping 200 million trying to charge you $20 to watch a film, here we go. We're going to watch a dope show with an amazing ensemble cast, a legend in Casper, and a future star right there in Jenna. When you see her in action, folks, y'all going to be like, oh, snap. Oh, my God. This, This is one tough a girl right here. Don't you dare. Don't you yeah. dare mess with her. My it's friend, no joke. Some of my friends just watched the trailer and they're like, oh my gosh, I've never even seen you make that face. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you look scary. <laughs> Did you practice in front of the mirror for the face? Be honest. <laughs> I should have because now there's no going back. Like this is my husband. He's already seen me that way. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, when you see that angry face, you better head for the hills, Casper. Yeah, better head for the hills. But I yeah, see once he goes uphill, so I'm going to have to try to hide somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> climb. So you said she had a little trouble with that. Try to climb yeah, I had trouble with the climbing. Yeah, get, get a rope. Get a rope. Get a rope. <laughs> oh, man. Um, just want to go off topic for just just one moment. Cause it's also it's the 25th anniversary of Starship Troopers. 25th. Wow. Yeah. How do you feel? Time flies. Because I remember it fresh in really my old. head. I feel really old. Message. I remember going out, going, leaving work early, going with the fellas to 42nd Street, Times Square, and wow. heading up the theater and watching it there. And the whole theater was just like, oh, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh. You know, I was like, yeah, energy. Until we saw that last worm that looked really slimy. And we were like, that does not look right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something's off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the brain bug. And I will say that I got pissed off that, you guys did not get the Academy Award for special effects. Titanic, really? Yeah. I, that was bull. Yeah, that one, I, I agree with you on that one. That I, was total I, bull. I, they, they really deserved it. Phil Tippett really is a, a master and a genius. Yes. I mean, he put a dust hit off of each leg hit from the, the bugs as they're coming. And there's millions of them coming across. And there was a dust hit on that and sweat on each of them. I mean, the, and to create a whole other life form and to make them believable and do all that, it was really that was surreal, and I think they should have won. Too. Yeah, one hundred, man. That was the only first time I watched it because I'm not into the Academy Awards. I said no, but Starship Super is up there, but I win. I'm rooting. I'm rooting. I wish I could have voted. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. I wish you could have voted too. Cause hell, I mean, you guys are wrong. Who cares about a sinking ship? Yeah. <laughs> Look at these alien bugs. <laughs> Look at Rico smashing it up. Come on now. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the Roughnecks. We need a recount of the votes. Recount. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-five years later, let's let's recount. Come on, you guys got it wrong. Who paid you? Yeah, who did that? <laughs> now, nah, for real. But uh, again, let's go back and circle back. You know, Savage Marines, the Reapers, this whole world. I mean, so many things going on. This is a six-book series. I mean, being from Louisiana, uh, uh, bro. I mean, it's just insane, insane. Now, I want to ask though for you, Casper, what was the toughest scene in, in the series thus far for you to do that you had like that you were like, okay, th- this is the one that I'm like, I need to lay down now. <laughs> oh, that felt like every day. Okay. <laughs> I, I know from being his wife that his the last day he shot in London was the worst. Yeah, I, I in think London. It, yeah, we yeah. we went over to London to finish. We we shot two weeks over there, and I think um we we gotten uh. Oh, we have somebody else on it now, too. That's my boy, Bracey. He's a little late, but he, I, I'm pretty sure he wanted to ask a, a question or two, so I'm going to uh, have him ask a question or two if right. he gets this um, thing working. But we get over there, and I think I might have had COVID when I was over there. It was an unknown thing, but I was... I Virus of unknown origins. We all had it. I we couldn't left. stop coughing, and I was tired. And so, Late 2019. So I was running around carrying people, and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't stop coughing. And they had. And this, he had been bit by a brown recluse spider. So and, his arm was raised and disgusting. And I had had food poisoning. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like uh, a <laughs> things happened at once. Yes. Yeah, it was not it was not fun. And I'll tell you this much. For three that's happened in September. 
And then I had that cough all the way until November, every day. So, Whoa. That was, that, in, that was in 2019. So that was before. Late 2019. And, and also they had an ash stick that they had to go through and smoke oh. it out because it was a, an explosion. Explos- it was the stunt. So really? he had COVID spider bite food poisoning, very little sleep. He was carrying someone this way and then lifting someone this way, carrying two body weights, dragging them out of the fire with all of that on his body. Dude, bro, I salute you. Uh, oh, that's being a trooper, a, a Marine. Wherefore, for real. Wow, it was, it, it was, that was a, that was a hard day. So yes, that would probably be my hardest day. Wow. And he's gasping for air. It's ash in the air going down his throat. Yeah, that was horrible. He was coughing up black stuff for days. Oh my, and you're not a smoker, right? No. no. <laughs> oh man, well, I guess you became one for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was not fun. That part of it wasn't fun, but it looked good. Yeah. So, oh, I can't wait to start seeing all this. Now, Jeff, uh, you know, we've been talking for a bit, so go ahead and, you know, ask a question or two. So I don't yeah, forgive me. Uh, time. Forgive me about that, guys. Uh, my timeline said four o'clock, not three, so I don't know where the mix up happened. So I apologize for that. We're here. Yeah. yeah. We got it. And I'm, I'm glad I caught you because uh, I've really enjoyed your career for a very long time. I'm sure as many people, Starship Troopers was the first thing I saw you in. And uh, I like to do a little bit of uh, research before I start these things. So it already sounds like you're answering some of these questions. So one thing I want to know is uh, uh, you have a very strong military background in your family. And you even went to uh, the Admiral Farragut School down in Florida, I believe. And so I was wondering, was all of that very helpful in preparing for the role of Johnny Rico and subsequent films you've done? Because you've done a lot of uh, action stuff and a lot of military-style uh, films. Uh, I think that I grew up in a military family, so I think that mm-hmm. uh, I, I went to boot camps with my dad from age four all the way oh, up wow. until I went to military school. He has me in uniform just marching behind all his cadets, you know, at four years old, five years old, six years old, all this stuff. You know, and I'm back then the cute kid doing that, but then I really – I really got into it and I really thought it was great. And then I went to military school and I became operations officer, charged putting everybody to bed, waking them up, all the mm. things. Yeah, everything that you could think of in the military. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thought that's where I was going to go. And then I thought, ah, I'll give this acting thing a shot just to mess around. And that's 35 years ago. That's all I've been doing. So I never went into the military. One of my biggest regrets is that I didn't serve. But one of my greatest appreciations is of the men and women who do serve because they afford me the opportunity to be who I am, which is an actor. And it, because of they, they did this, I get to have a career. And hopefully I can honor them and help them have fun, too, by watching things like Starship Troopers or now Salvage Marines or, mm-hmm. or you know, any anything. It gets like a that. lot of really incredible stories about people who were having their darkest day. And then this one guy says he was like blown to bits and they were trying to pull him out of the trenches and the right. arm had the death from above tattoo. And that was the image <laughs> wow. his life was being saved. And so he told him, he's like, just seeing that, like put him mentally where he needed to be. Yeah. That was a, so cool. That was a Marine that was, uh, he lost both legs and an arm and his buddy pulled it out and he, he goes, uh, I want to, he goes, I, I want to send him a picture of you and me because you know, he has the death from above tattoo and he's doing another tour and over in Afghanistan. And this is, this is years ago. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, we went, uh, we went and made tattoos up and we both did the death from above and sent it to his buddy over in the, uh, uh, we did the fake tattoos, but we, we sent it over to him who has a real death from above. And he, he goes, he's, he's the one that saved my life. And, and I want to send it to him. But he gets those stories all the time that are just so, tough. that's, so that's really remarkably surreal because Johnny Rico, when he, you know, when he enlists, one of the first guys he meets is missing two arms and a leg. It's true. And it's like, wow, it's 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 pretty amazing because as somebody who has been in the military myself, thank you. Uh, Your service. Oh, thank you. Uh, I I'm, I'm a big fan of Robert Heinlein. On Me top too. of it, I, I love the idea of uh, committing some some part of yourself to the service of the country, uh, which was also an alma mater or the creed of your. Uh, of, of your fraternity, in fact. So uh, that definitely shows a lot of things that you've done, I feel. And I want to say that the the role of Johnny Rico rings true because of that, I think, because of your experience, uh, your life experience and the things you've done. 
And uh, I know I'm sure everybody asks you about Johnny Rico all the time, but there's there are a couple of things I want to ask about that, and as well as uh, other character pieces because I've not a Hollywood star, obviously, but uh, I've enjoyed acting uh, in school and theater and things. So I I have a little bit of knowledge about the process. So when I look at a character like Johnny Rico, you've had the opportunity to play him across several decades. Yes. How do you approach something like that? When I think about uh, other actors who've gotten to play uh, a particular fan favorite role, you know, you think about William Shatner playing like, you know, young Captain Kirk, very old Captain Kirk and really old Captain Kirk and uh, other actors who've had the opportunity to play a character across such a span of time. How do you approach something like that? Ah, well, first of all, you appreciate it because I, I love the original start you know, Star Trek. So I love Captain Kirk and to mm. see him play all those different ages. It's just, it was awesome. Mm. And, uh, and even to see old Logan when, uh, Hugh Jackman came back. Oh, jeez, That was awesome. So I like seeing this because I think there's something to old man strength. Now, mm. Johnny Rico was tough and he was really in the Marines and he, you know, in the futuristic Marines, uh, the, uh, and here he is, he's, you know, this is the mobile infantry. This is what we do. So he's younger and he's more, uh, you can mold him more towards what you want. The character Sam Heist that I'm in this one joins up later because he he joins up he joins up for a girl just like Johnny Rico did. Johnny Rico <laughs> did, joined up for a regular girl, but I joined up because I have a baby coming with my wife, which I think is more admirable. And then my yeah. my, my Johnny Rico never questioned the authority. He was always like, "That's what the mobile infantry is good for. That's what we do." My my character this I join up, I start doing this, but then I start having some questions. And I like that because I think that there's something with old man strength too. Mm-hmm. I think, um, John Rico was tough, but I think Casper Van Dien, who's 53 now, could take out 27-year-old Casper Van Dien because I have wisdom, more wisdom than I did when I was then. I have more experience and I've had a lot more training. So I, I would rather go with what I know now than what I knew back then. And I think I would be able to take me out. It's, I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of funny you say that because uh, I also studied martial arts for a number of years. And I think about where I was in my 20s versus where I am now. It's like, yeah, I know a thing or two. And uh, another favorite author of mine is uh, Jim Butcher from the Dresden Files. And he, he recently did a bit where, like, uh, the young wizard fights his mentor. And he says, don't fight old men. You know, they know all the dirty tricks. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Yes, we, we do. And, 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 but it's also, there's a reason why we're old because we yeah. made we made it. So young ones, they haven't done that yet, and they'll get there. But Ed, Ed Newmeyer, the writer of Starship Troopers, he did Starship Troopers 3, and when he said that the way that it felt when he stepped onto the set as Johnny Rico again, he said you saw that, and everyone there, it was like everybody just took a beat. Yeah, we really missed you when you uh, you weren't there for the first animated film. And it was just like a big whoop moment when you were back to the next. And I, I love seeing the progression of the character. You know, Johnny's missing an eye in that one. Uh, he's, he's hardened, he's grizzled, but he's definitely wiser. Whereas the younger uh, Johnny Rico is driven by this need for revenge. Uh, you know, the, the satisfaction that he needs to get after everything that he's known has been wiped out as Buenos Aires is destroyed. Yeah. But let's... Uh, Let's talk about some of your other roles, because like I said, I'm sure you love Johnny Rico, I'm sure, and he, but I'm sure you get this all the time. Um, you've had a really amazing career when I think about it. From your earliest days, you've got to act alongside some real powerhouses. Oh, yeah. I mean, your first film, you're, you're right in there with Robert Mitchum. I did. Uh, Jesus. You, you've been in the likes with like uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, Ernest Goldmine. Yes, yes, like, let me check my notes. <laughs> Rod Steiger. Linda Carter. Rod Steiger. Yeah, Tony Todd, uh, like when you were doing Beastmaster, or Mark Singer, who's like, I, you know, and some of these became, you know, David some of these Warner. mainstream. Oh, God, David Warner. I love all these guys. And I, yeah. I have a, a tremendous appreciation uh, for people who dip back into genre projects again and again, and uh, especially, uh, you know, just... I guess being like a guy, guy kind of thing. Uh, I really like the people who do the, the action oriented roles and the genre pictures. So, you know, for me, you're in that category with people, uh, you know, like uh, Schwarzenegger who just gets in there and does all this stuff that the, the fans really love. And I understand like as an actor, you want to 
you want to get into these other roles where you really get to uh, emote and express yourself in different ways. So, but it's just astounding to think like out of the gate, you just got to act with like some of the cream of the crop right off the get go. What was that like as a young man? I, you know, it was one of the biggest thrills. I mean, everything I look at in my career, I, I, I just um, I have so much appreciation for the old timers, the guys that mm-hmm. made the reason why I'm a, a, a filmmaker, the reason why I'm an actor, the reason why I directed is all because of these other people that have, have paved the way. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for it. So I, I, I love I love the whole experience. Yeah, and I think he's, like what Al has talked about a bunch is manifesting, and I have never seen anyone in my life better at manifesting than him. Like his dad, he was brought up on the Robert Heinlein and Tarzan. He was brought up on two things. And you got to do both. That's amazing. (laughs) And then also, I grew up in, in Jersey. I grew up in in, uh, in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Not you know, but the Sleepy Hollow is not too follow, far from there. And I come from Dutch ancestry, and we all mm-hmm. told the 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 Sleepy Hollow the stories, the legends. Yeah. And then I get to be in that too. I was the only Dutch American. That's what. They but he supposed he to be. doesn't see those limits. He just see, says, "Oh, I want this. I'm going. I got it." Like that's it's a huge testament to how much you can attract things for yourself. See, that's such a remarkable thing. The uh, the opportunities this career has afforded you uh, to just dip into all these things that you loved as a kid. Uh, that's just so amazing to me. Uh, and something else that's really funny about that is he was working with all these British actors and going in as an American actor. There's this weird thing you think. <laughs> smarter than us they're so much more disciplined than us but they just they have the most wicked sense of humor so it ended up becoming a lot that of dry that classic british dry wit they were so, they were like, so oh, brilliant I monitor myself. yeah i thought i had to monitor myself before i got there and i realized hey no monitoring <laughs> moderating <laughs> it, it's thrill i mean it, the career all the different roles yes getting to be tarzan and your dad's favorite character was tarzan and he made you so watch casper it. You say Tarzan, my followers just asking me last night, hey, are you going to do a new Tarzan flick? So anything going on with Tarzan? And then you guys are talking about it. Are you going to, would you reprise the role? Oh my God, <laughs> Old no. man Tarzan, bro. Old man Tarzan. I, I've, I've already <laughs> talked about that. Yes, I would. And I, from your lips to God's ears, I want that. I mean, that um, would oh. be such a, a great passing of the torch as Tarzan passes on the mantle to his son, Cor. Yeah, uh, a lot of people who haven't read all the books, uh, like you know, Tarzan's family stays in the jungle for many generations. So yeah, I just I just wrote the forward to they're, they're re-releasing all the they they've kind of fixed them all the Tarzan books they've they've updated mm-hmm. them so that there's not the uh, there there's some of the things that might have been you know inappropriate offensive yeah so now so now they've kind of fixed them and they're re-releasing them and I did. Uh, I did, wrote the forward for Tarzan the Invincible, which is book 14 out of the 26 oh, books. Oh, how did that opportunity come by? Because I was a Tarzan. So I, I've kept in touch with them. I love the Tarzan people. He's super active in the Tarzan community. I am. I love Tarzan. Fantastic. I love being one. I love being the 20th Tarzan. It's, he it's loves saying to people, how many Tarzans have you met? Like, <laughs> the 20th Tarzan? Wow. I'm the 20th Tarzan, yeah. And, and I mean, how many, how many Tarzans have you interviewed? Uh, you're the number one. There you go. First and only so I'm far. So about. That's, that's a real coup right there. <laughs> it, is, Although, it, it, is, it is fun. It is fun to have that. And also I played Johnny Cage in, in Mortal Kombat. Uh, I was actually going to ask yeah. you about that because one of the things I appreciate, like I said, I, I love the fact that you do so many action-based roles. And I see that you are a, a big fan of dancing. So I, I have to wonder, do you have any gymnastics or martial arts cred, or is it just your love of dancing that gives you the physicality for to portray guys like Tarzan and Johnny Case, because like man, Tarzan, you were ripped, brother. I mean, I like, and he was a break dancer in the eighties. Oh, oh, he was. Okay. Hey, so he's, he's still popping lock a lot, bro. <laughs> hey, it's worked out for me. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, and I did ballroom dancing when I was a kid. My parents wow. used to teach me. Um, they used to dance with us after dinner and they'd sing songs and dance and everything like that. So I, I blame them. I blame them for taking me to see off Broadway productions and Broadway productions in New York. I blame them for doing that to me. Um, so they're the reason why I'm an actor. My dad, literally, his favorite character was Tarzan. That's his <laughs> idol. And so I got to play my my idol's idol, which was but surreal here, for me. Here's the story that I might get in trouble for telling. So oh, here, <laughs> we were filming in China, and it was the final shot. He was playing Doolittle. I think you know Doolittle's, Doolittle's Raiders, that story. He got to mm-hmm. play Doolittle. 
And it's this very serious, heartwarming film, whatever. So it's wrap time and we've all been out in the middle of nowhere in China filming where they dig a hole for you to use the bathroom, which was a horrible experience. But because <laughs> everybody just stands and pees together. And I'm like, we don't do this in America. Like, I'm going to hang on a board and pee with some dude. Like, no thanks. But uh, so we get done. It's the wrap party. He goes in to hype up the crew. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he jumps down and starts doing all his 80s breakdance. And then he comes back and he's just nice. Face, and I'm like, what is going on? He goes, I didn't warm up. <laughs> <laughs> I threw my back out. I was like, she's like, what's the matter? I go, I can't breathe. I can't, I can't okay, because I had I had wondered, like, there's there's some pretty acrobatic moment in Tarzan, uh, you know, with, with very creative editing camera angles. You can't always tell if it's the actor or the uh or the stunt guy. So that's really impressive. Like I did finding a lot out. of my own stunts. I did a lot of my own stunts. There was I did have a stunt double in that for some of the swings and stuff like that, but I mm-hmm. did I did. He had worked so hard for those abs, though. He was gonna show up. Yeah, they kept, the, the the DP kept going to me. He goes, "We could use your stunt double, but he was drinking beer last night. <laughs> uh, he got a little pot belly, so he can't do it now." You know, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, I was so skinny then. I was so lean, and this guy mm-hmm. guys had three inches bigger in their waist than me. So it shows. It shows when you're just in a loincloth. Yeah. Um, so you can't. There's not much you can hide. So I I did all these things. And later, later, I was looking at some of it and going, that could have been my been grandmother <laughs> running down there. It <laughs> could, why'd they make me do that? So but I, I tell you, as as a as an audience member, it makes a difference. Uh, that's why we love guys like Jackie Chan. That's why we love seeing guys who do it like Chris Hemsworth, uh, Liam Neeson, get in so you can do those long shots. So we uh-huh. can actually see. That's why, you know, I love movies where you find a, a martial artist who's actually a good actor, like a like a Michael Jai White or a Mark DeCoscos or somebody like that. Who's best to do it all. Michael Jai White is great. He mm-hmm. just did. We, we've made a deal now in our marriage that he will let his stunt people do the stunts now, because the last thing he did when we were in Nevis filming the movie Assailant, he is up on a two story balcony. And they said, okay, now your stunt guy's going to do a backflip off of this end of that mat. And he goes, I can do it. And he <laughs> off a two-story building, backflip just onto a pad where a cell phone was sitting on it to get this angle of him falling. Wow. He hit, and it cracked into his face and broke a tooth. Oh, no. And cracked the other one. Broke one and cracked the other one. So I can't imagine the camera, though. You just, your face is just going right through. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we watched it. We we so seen quick. it. It's so quick. It could have been anybody. It could have been like, my could have been my grandmother again. But it goes back <laughs> to what you're saying is there are some people who pause it and they zoom in and they're like, oh my god, that really is him. Yeah. The, if you see the fall, if, if you guys watch Assailant, it's I think it's on on demand. But if you do see it, mm-hmm. me take a I take a, a, a oh a, I'm going to check it out just for that, that scene if nothing else. Yeah. yeah. It's a great. It's a great. He's uh, so psychotic in it that it gave us. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of psychotic, you were a lot of fun in uh, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, let's talk about psychotic. There's a name for you right there, a mock. And, uh, you know, you're you're the person who slays Dr. Ito's daughter that sort of perpetuates the, the whole story as he finds his surrogate daughter. Yeah, yeah, which was great for us because what we did is I announced to my friends because I was bringing my family because we went to the premiere. But then I was like, hey, we're going to go watch Alita in the theater because so we just we put it out on Facebook at the time and. 55 of our friends showed up. So we were all, we packed the theater and they were all, <laughs> all around. There were some other people in there that weren't from us. But at one point in time, we get to the point where I smash that little girl in the wheelchair, my character. Yeah. And we my, all go, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There's these people that were right in front what of. What the fuck is wrong with these go, people? <laughs> And, and then they stayed till afterwards so they could oh, see no. afterwards. And they're like, oh, then they want to take a picture. But <laughs> but it was still so much fun because they, they were like, why would people cheer for this? This is the weirdest <laughs> thing to get excited a girl, about. A girl in a wheelchair getting killed. <laughs> at, least, at least you had a reason. I went to see The Hateful Eight with one of my uh, best friends uh, that you know we used to make short films together. And we're watching um, – Oh, doggone it. Uh, Kurt Russell just beat the crap out of Jennifer Jason Lee, and he is just chortling every time it happens. It's like, I don't know why, but I'm sitting next to this guy. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I would have said it. nobody said anything but, to you, Casper. Like you're such an evil man doing that to, to children. What's wrong with you? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I love that because that sells a villain, and that sells the the state of mind of a villain. Yeah. And uh, as somebody who uh, creates stories, uh, you know, I I like to have my villains do really deplorable things. I want you to hate them. And so that leans right into that sort of thing. Yeah, because like on, on Walking Dead, like now I like Negan. Mm. That's a good arc, you know. Yeah. You see them. I mean, no one could be as dark as he, Jeffrey Dean Morgan went for that role. It was dark. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you're rooting for him. So it's nice. Yeah, all of a sudden the motivation, uh, the, the, the method behind the madness starts to make some sense. And it's a very extreme world, and that leads to very extreme behavior. And so I like that. I like seeing characters like that who uh, who have uh, either a, a growth arc, or uh, you know, for instance, like if we look at the boys, uh, you know, Homelander is a monster. Yeah. But you see why he's a monster. He's created, yeah. And that makes that makes a lot of difference. You know, when you have a villain who's just cartoonishly evil, eh, you know, that's that's okay for a little while. Well, Robert Rodriguez said to me, he goes, he goes, you know, you, your character doesn't die. And I go, ah, he goes, and maybe in the next one, we find out why you were the way you were. And I go, oh, boy, I really hope for that. Is there a next one? We have somebody asking, too. Robert, when is it coming? Robert's still (laughs) doubling down on it. He's talking about maybe Disney Plus as opposed to theatrical. And, you know, so Disney has a movie to make it look good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if we could get, like, some more Alita, like, Mando style. Uh, that would yeah, be it would be so much better. Yeah, He be... really was interested in doing Starship. Because, you know, in that in that long mm. form, you have the freedom to really tell the story. You, you have to condense so much. I'm a big fan of the manga, and that's been going on for decades now. So uh, just trying to condense all that into, like, a, you know, an hour and a half is a really difficult prospect. Uh, yeah. Now, one of your earliest roles was as James Dean, so... Uh, acting you as as an actor there. What's it like playing somebody who actually exists as opposed to a character that you're looking at a script and now you're creating in your head from whole cloth? And this guy's not even around for you to interview and ask like, hey, you know, what were you thinking at this time? So what I did is I went back and I stayed with his family for a week. Mm. And then I talked to the people that worked on his cars. I talked to a woman that dated him. I talked to a, a person that was a good friend of his, and uh, I read books on him. I watched his three movies over 30 times each. I watched all 30 episodic TV spots that he was in. I watched some interviews. I watched. I listened to some of the music that he listened to at the time. I, ah. I, think I read that he, I read that he read, and I, I, I tried to be as much as I could him. Just do whatever you can to get into his headspace. Yeah, I smoked Chesterfield. Uh, cigarette. <laughs> oh wow! You went four, four packs a day like he did, except for the last year in the scene in in the last year of the script that when he was shooting a giant was when he started doing Winston's. So I and so my character only smoked a Winston I think once or twice, but I smoked Chesterfields the whole time. So <laughs> you went you went real method on that. I love I it. I did. I also ate. I also ate nothing but fat-free soup for three months to kill all my muscles because John uh, James Dean was not a buff dude. So mm-hmm. I, I tried to be his weight and his uh, size. That didn't give me any health effects, did it? Because I've, some of my favorite actors, I have literally seen themselves uh, work themselves to death when I think of uh, Heath Ledger or potentially Jeremy Brett, who is my favorite Sherlock Holmes from the BBC series. He was so stressed out of being a Sherlock Holmes that I, I think it, lent to his death and i know other actors like uh oh blast totally uh matt um uh, ben affleck's friend jeez how can i forget his name damon. yeah matt damon uh you know he he ran like a marathon for a week for a five minute spot in a film and really put a physical hurting on himself that might have been because he is portraying a heroin addict so yeah I, I think that it, it's dangerous, and I think mm-hmm. we take risks, and I try to do it as healthy as I can. Um, but I'm also uh, my ego is is has been something that's been a, a driving force for <laughs> for trying to make the the roles look right. You know, yeah, want to do at Sleepy Hollow. I just cut out cardio and ate everything, <laughs> and working out so that my character would be brown bones would be bigger. You know, I didn't want to be so I gained thirty something pounds for that role. Oh damn! I, mean, I, I guess I guess everybody's uh, 
everybody's kind of living that De Niro life. And then, uh, I suppose the most extreme was a uh, Christian Bale for the machinist. Machinist, yeah. yeah. That, that was... Uh, you know, he, he got so weak there at the scene where he's carrying what he thinks is a body down to the beach. He stumbles for real because he was just that weak. Yeah. yeah. Crazy stuff. But, uh, that's like we, we the love way. the effort and passion yeah. you guys put into it, obviously. Uh, well, it's so much fun to actually be able to do what you love is, uh, such a huge gift and i've been doing this i thought i wanted to go in the military but i always loved movies and always loved shows i just didn't know that you could do that as a real job and then when i went out there i didn't go out there with the intention of doing it as a real job I just went out to have fun and see what was going to happen meet hot girls and then uh and then uh, hey marry him he got jeff i don't know if you heard but he apparently got tied up at comic con by her and that, you know <laughs> and the tooth came out yeah yeah the last two i was like yes lady i'll, I'll tell you the truth it just started it's raining right here now. speaking of interesting roles uh you've had a couple of occasions to play yourself which i have always wanted to ask this question of any actor and i've just never until today run into an actor who'd done that before so this is a rare opportunity for me yeah i've uh, done it several times actually yeah, it's like it's really exciting. So like you, it's kind of old hat for you. But when I think of like a, uh, you play yourself in the context of being yourself, but then you also get a movie like uh, I believe it's Darkness Prevails, where Dark you play Rains. a Darkness Reigns, yeah, Darkness Reigns. Thank you. Where you you play a fictionalized version of yourself because you're in a fantastical setting. You're in a setting that does not relate to the real world at all. And so, uh, how do you approach those sort of things? I've heard like a like Eddie Murphy talked about, like when he was doing um, uh, the movie with Steve Martin, who was trying to be a, a a good Hollywood producer and director. He's like, well, you know, that was a version of me. I was kind of that egotistical asshole at a certain point in my career. And then, you know, Bruce Campbell, for instance, he plays like, like the Ash, wherever Ash comes from, he plays that version of himself when he does like they, you know, they call me Bruce, uh, that sort of thing. So like, where does where does fictional Casper Van Dien come from? Like how how much is real Casper and how much is like just like hey I feel like doing this. Now what I'm gonna add is I think he's so good at playing up whatever that filmmaker sees in him that's so funny. Like he did one where he played the the fantasy version of himself. Mm-hmm. Your errands and and sexually pleasure you and puppies <laughs> like. And he totally leans into that. If they wanted him to be a Hollywood dickhead, totally leans into that. You know, like he's he's been able to play himself in multiple different lights. <laughs> Wait a minute, who's a what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's always fun because you have to you have to play in, even in all the, about the money. They a comedy where I play myself. I just play an obnoxious, really obnoxious me, <laughs> who who may not be straight. <laughs> because <laughs> it was just like kind of surreal um but it's still casper van dean but you know mm-hmm. i i've gotten to play me several times and i a actually a lot of people wish he was gay <laughs> <laughs> slap this uh, you're unlike dwayne johnson who just plays dwayne johnson in every role but he's cool though <laughs> oh he's so cool yeah i mean some people are able to get away with that you know like uh when you look at jack nicholson or uh clint eastwood who basically played this kind of character of themselves or like an yeah. identity they wanted to put out john wayne uh and you know they made a long career of that before doing other things i feel like you kind of did the the inverse of that where like you went out and did these roles and then started doing some casper vandy which was kind of fun yeah <laughs> I, I actually had somebody pitch me another one uh, that they, they want to do. A Thousand uh, Ways to Kill Casper Van Dien. <laughs> I love oh, the wow. title of that. <laughs> Damn. Oh, it's man. It's game, but they're hunting Casper Van Dien. Oh, no. Oh, please. Please make that happen. That yes. is amazing. Let's, let's see that. So now we got two things. We got that and the... Okay. Now we got two things. We got Old Man Tarzan, and now we got you know, Thousand Ways to Kill Casper Van Dien. Yeah. Two things that we got to manifest right now. Yeah. Come on. But I think this sort of thing is brilliant. I love seeing it happen more and more. You know, we had the Nick Cage uh, thing was amazing. Yeah. That movie yeah, was unbearable way to master talent. What a great movie! Mm. It was. It and was. We were so beautiful, both of them together. It was just like mm-hmm. I believed them. I was like, uh, he's such a good act. Both of them were such good actors yeah. in that. It was just so brilliant. Yeah, like like you said, with so like seeing Nicolas Cage uh, play this version of himself, uh, you know, and we 
uh, we've seen it like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, had his series, which was really funny about like Jean-Claude Van Damme, the actor, and it's Jean-Claude Van Damme, the, the spy at the same time. So I am like all in on this idea. I like I want to see this happen. Like start a crowdfunder. I am there, whatever it takes. <laughs> this and, is and Newmeyer just was, gold. Was writing that idea. Yeah, he had some writing buddies. Ed <laughs> Newmeyer, writer, Robocop, Robocop and Starship yeah. Troopers. He's the one that mentioned cool. that. And I thought... That's really funny, and uh, I, I know my ex-wives would want to be in on the kill. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Of, it just—it's writing itself. Like, there's a lot yes. of people that are going to be like, "Yes, we'd love to kill him." Look at that, <laughs> that fucking jaw! Just kill the jaw right now. I love it. I got to ask on here to, to to Jen because again, you look so awesome in the Wonder Woman cosplay. Mm-hmm. Would you ever want to play an Amazonian in, in, in the DC, you know, universe? I mean, of course, I would love to play one. Look at that! Look at that! Dope, um, dope. Of course, I would love to play an Amazonian, but unfortunately, I'm five foot five. <laughs> Hey, five well, foot five people kick ass too. Like how tall? How tall is Gal Gadot? Because I know they always like her boots always have the heel on the back. But she's also five, like five eight or five nine. Okay, she she's she's taller than she looks, but you know she's surrounded by tall people like Ben Affleck. Like over six foot. Yeah. yeah, I need to know something else here because again, you guys still are young enough, you know, and look good to play superheroes. Mm. If you had a choice to play a superhero, would you what, what character would you want to play at all? Um, mm. Well, I I was Tarzan, and I think he's the original superhero. So okay. um, oh, the, I'm a Conan fan, so yeah, you know what I mean. So there you yeah. go. So I, I do like superheroes. That, <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the greatest compliments I ever had was when uh, Stan Lee was pitching me a TV series, and this is in 2000. Um, and he pitched me and he said, you know, you'd be the perfect Captain America. I was just oh, thinking that. And I went, yeah. oh, my God, I'm just, I died. <laughs> you make one, you should be in on it. And I'm like, oh. So he said that to me back and in 2000. And And he said, you can make a great Nick Fury senior, you know, the, better than David Hasselhoff yeah. did, please. Or I Kedar, which is Marvel's Tarzan. Yeah. I tell you who I'd like to see, uh, because I feel like you've got the range for it, and especially at this age in your life. Uh, I would like to see a live action version of Invincible, and I think you would make a great Omni Man. Oh yes, Omni-Man. you got to grow a little thin stash though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be a lot of fun. I'm mustache by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jen? If you could be a- any grow a heroine by tomorrow, she wouldn't be able to I don't do it. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, of course, I would always love to play Wonder Woman. She's the queen of my heart and has been since I was a kid. Um, She's the queen of my heart, too. Aww. That's that's it. But I also really love Zatanna. Ooh. Oh, nice. nice. We got two minutes, folks. We got two minutes. So I, I do want to put up this comment real quick because he could be a great villain, too. Mr. Ooh, Sinister. Yeah. I, th- I like yeah. that one, too. Well, also, but it's just going to be Zatanna. Then I, I, I want to be um, Constantine. Constantine, yeah, I oh. be Constantine, because I think <laughs> that hey, be- that'll be real magic in the works. There, no yeah. pun intended. Well, Val hasn't, uh, Val hasn't asked Last this already. question for you, brother. Go ahead. How did, how did you two crazy kids get together? Oh, there it goes. You saw the picture, bro. Yeah, uh, we actually. Well, worked, yeah, the pictures of. We worked on a sci-fi movie together. Um, and we didn't have any scenes really together. And then when we were promoting it, at two years later, I walk up in my Wonder Woman costume to help promote the film together. <laughs> and I, I think I told him, but I was like, "Hey, how's, how's the wife and kids?" And he said, "My wife left me for a younger man." And I was like, "Oh, oh damn, I'm that, sorry." Jeez, jeez, it, it all worked out for the best. Yeah, She's really happy obviously, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. <laughs> And that's well, all that matters. Yeah. But you know, with, yeah. we have no more time left, really. So this is what I want to say for us is thank you, Casper and Jen. You guys rock flowers time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for thank you. sacrificing thank you. your bodies and, you know, working so hard through the years. And yeah. with this new kick-ass show, Salvage Marines, folks, drops July 28th. Popcorn Flicks, you're going to get all six episodes on the drop. You know, more than I watched already, so I'm going to be tuning in straight to three <laughs> and finish before all of you. I can't wait. <laughs> it's all free. It's and free. it's free. They don't, I don't know how they're going to make their money, but that's on them. <laughs> you know, our characters might be in debt, but you won't be in debt by watching this because it's free. 
I'm popcorn sticks. <laughs> Please. Yes. So again, you know, and if you want to stay up onto the show, check them out on Instagram at Salvage Marine Official. Follow, follow, follow. So you can see all the amazing images and the cast and all. And please, you know, again, Popcorn Flicks on July 28th. Follow Casper on Instagram at, and Twitter at Casper Van Dean. And, of course, you can follow Jenny on Twitter at Jenny Wenger, all right? So once again, folks, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for your comments. Thank you, Bracey, for jumping in. You know, uh, great questions. Thank you guys again for your time. God bless. And with that, everybody, thanks for tuning in to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. ¡Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 